Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where every week I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? Together, we'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. Quick disclaimer here, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of How's Your Head? I nearly said no stupid questions. Uh, my brain is off this week. I am in, I think, week eight of term four. I'm done. Cook me, put a fork in me. <laughs> Just me again, stuffing up every quote that I try on this podcast. I swear to God, one day soon I'll get one right. I am very excited today though. I am very, very excited. For the first time on How's Your Head, I have got someone who I am calling who I have never spoken to before in my life, ever. So a little while ago, I think it was on Jaren's episode, my brother, I uh, made a call out if anyone who I don't know, so someone I guess who is random to me, wanted to come on and have a chat, I would be so open to that. And this particular person, Alex, he sent me a message um, after I did that call out and just told me a little bit about himself. Seemed like he had a good vibe. If you can, uh, if you can have a good vibe over an Instagram DM, I'm not sure. I did obviously have a quick stalk and he did have a surfboard emoji in his bio. So I thought, seems like a cool guy. But yeah, I don't really have too much of an intro for Alex because I don't know him. So I'm very excited to give him a call, ask him our number one question, and then just have a chat, talk to him about a few things about his mental health, maybe about what he does to help himself. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's give him a call. Hello. Hi, Alex. It's Mon. Hey, how you going? Good. I think you know what I'm going to ask you. I do. How's your head, mate? Yeah, look, it's um, it's not bad. It's, uh, it's been a pretty long year. Um, there's been a few challenges uh, along the road, but I feel like I'm in a pretty good place at the moment. Um, still have ups and downs, but yeah, it's, it's gone pretty well. Good. Good to hear that you're feeling, I guess, all right now. What a, do you mind talking through a few of the challenges that you've had, what you've what you've experienced this year? I feel like everyone has had, or most people that I've spoken to have had, like, 2022 has just been tough, I think. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, some of my challenges are nothing out of this world or something that other people haven't faced. Like, I mean, I had my own COVID COVID battles at the start of the year when it came up into Queensland uh, and, and all the boys got opened and close contact and then catching it myself and almost three weeks there of being stuck inside. Uh, wasn't too much fun, but, I mean, I can't complain compared to what people uh, down in Victoria and all, all the like uh, had to go through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, wait, wait, stop that. No, yeah, I know, kidding. three weeks and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is hard, it is hard. Especially when, you know, other people are out as well and everyone else is doing their thing and, 
yeah. locked inside. But yeah, um, but yeah, the, I guess the big one this year was I had an knee reconstruction in March. Jeez, um, yeah. So yeah, so I was playing footy. I yeah. uh, did my ACL a little while ago now, and sort of just tried to push on with life um, without it, and probably tried to play too, uh, a little too much sport without an ACL, and it, uh, it kept failing on me. So uh, the knee reconstruction. Uh, had to come about. So, yeah, that happened in March and I got to go back to my parents' place uh, to sort of recover there for two months. So work was really great um, in terms of giving me time off and, and then letting me work from home once I was at a stage where I could. Yeah. Um, but I guess for, for a bit of context, I work on a mine site. So when you have a bit of surgery like that, uh, you, you're not really allowed back on site until you get a, get a clearance that you're not going to hurt yourself um, or put yourself in a situation where there's a bit of risk there. Yeah, that was going to be um, my next question is what what do you actually do for work? But, yeah, so yeah. definitely one of those things that you probably, um, yeah, can't go back too quickly. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm probably a little bit lucky. I work in HR, so in the office side of things. Okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, in, in regards to mining, yeah. So it's, um, you know, the, the new reconstruction, that part was, was all right. Like I was at home with my parents and they were the best. Like I love my parents and... They looked after me and supported me um, throughout the whole time. I spent about two months at home and started working from home after about six weeks. Uh, and yeah, you know, I had a couple of friends and fa- uh, other friends um, along on the on the Sunshine Coast there uh, that were able to come along and give me help and support because there was a lot of long days on the couch watching Netflix or Disney or Amazon or whichever one you want to pick. So there <laughs> we're <wasn't>... spoiled for <laughs> choice now. <laughs> I know. I just yeah. By I had the there was days where I'd just go and sit outside and put a podcast on and yeah, you know, just take in the fresh air because I had to get away from from screens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, that was you know as as much as it was nice to have all the support, it was also in my own head. You know, I couldn't get out and exercise and and do the things that I usually do. Um, so you know, there, there wasn't much movement there, and uh, put on a little bit of weight. Uh, you know, my friends probably say I'm kidding myself, but in my in my own head and in my eyes. Um, you know, certainly put on a few kilos, which which I didn't really like. So yeah, oh, and um, look, we're always our own worst enemy with that, though, aren't we? Like, we'll notice the those like tiny little changes in ourselves that other people wouldn't even be able to pick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess it, I tried to, and there were, you know, I had some really good friends um, who were back up uh, where the like you know where I was living in, in Mount Isa, who would reach out and, and touch base here and there, but but I found that really helpful. Yeah. Uh, to get through those times and, you know, just catch up and, and say good day and, and find out what's been going on yeah. on that end. Because from my end, it was me on a couch trying to find something to watch on Netflix. So Yeah, geez, I can't imagine, um, like, having that for so long. Like, I think I feel quite lucky I've never been injured to the point where I've had to be, you know, stationary for a long period of time. Are you quite an active person normally? You sound like you are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I love I love like AFL. I'm actually born in Victoria. Okay. Uh, so I have yeah. AFL in my blood. Yeah, yep. good, good. Moved, moved I was going to say, I know nothing my... about rugby, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I don't know much either. So yep. we're, we're on common ground there. <laughs> good, but, good. But uh, yeah, bo- uh, AFL in my blood and then um, I play cricket in the summer. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I'll try and join in into social sports here and there. But I love to run. Uh, the gym, not so much. Like it's not like a high priority thing in my life, but I'll, I'll go. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely like to be active. So um, yeah, it was it was hard, but I, 
in saying that, it was actually it's actually the second time I've had to have an air reconstruction. Oh, geez. So, so your second one. So it's, you've yeah. you've already kind of gone through it a little bit, and then yeah, I went I went through it initially when I was fifteen. Yeah, I think it was. So I did my ACL when I was fourteen, and then we sort of waited a bit and see saw what the process was, and yeah, had to have one when I was fifteen. And it's funny when I was talking to mum and dad when I was recovering back home and. I tell them I almost like blacked out. Like you know, I try and think back to how I went through that recovery, and it's almost like blacked out of my memory. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because I was young and everything fixed itself a little bit quicker, and I didn't have to put as much effort into rehab or, or anything like that. Um, but it almost I can't really remember having to do any rehab. Like it sort of just happened for me in my mind. That's um, crazy, isn't it? It's like oh, geez, how to help myself last time, and you're just yeah, like, oh, that's right. you, your mind's like, no, sorry, we don't go back there. <laughs> yeah. You've done this before. How can you do it again? Yeah. But yeah, I just, I just can't, I just can't remember honestly. Was it the same, so, same knee? No, different knee. Oh, jeez. So it was. I think when it happened, it was roughly about ten, like almost ten years. Yeah. Not to the day, but about it was about ten years apart. Okay. Um, from when it happened. So yeah. what are so, you? You're twenty five, twenty six now. I'm twenty seven. 27. Yeah. Okay, I was close. I was like, yeah, can I do yeah. quick maths? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, oh, well, that's so good. I think, like, so lovely that you had, obviously, your parents to help and take care of you and be there for you in that moment. I know you, you did say, like, mates were checking in on you as well, which is, of course, so important. On that kind of, uh, like, topic of relationships, what relationships in your life are you most grateful for I mean I'm assuming the one with your parents is probably going to be an obvious answer but you know do you have any of those kinds of relationships where you can just call on someone you can check in or you know they're going to check in you know with you um yeah yeah tell me a bit about that yeah absolutely like I I think I have a really great sort of community around me I mean not physically around me but in terms of people that I can reach out to I've sort of some of, I don't I don't really want to even name names because yeah you, <laughs> you'll miss admit, someone <laughs> miss some people but you know there's some I've got some best friends from school uh, that I still catch up with like weekly and, and we talk through all sorts of things I've got um, best friends that I used to live with in in Brisbane when I went to uni who now I like you know one lives in Melbourne and I I phone him weekly um, just to catch up and talk through sort of what's been going on and then um, you know more recently sort of in Mount Isa there's a couple of people up there that. I can, I can, I know I can lean on to, uh, you know, to talk through things out, and um, yeah, there's a couple of really good mates that, as I said, it was a it was a good community to to get around and have those sort of deeper conversations. Yeah. Uh, so I sort of introduced, especially one mate uh, who might listen to this. So okay, <laughs> hi to that uh, mate. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I introduced him. Like I like to listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Like you know, including your own. Oh, but thank you. I've, Appreciate it. I um I started sort of on on Dylan Friends. Yeah. Sort of my first podcast ever, uh, and that's you know been a been a pretty cool journey, and that took me to Hugh Van Kylenberg and the Resilience Project and the Imperfects. Yeah. Good one. Um, and you know. Yeah, and I, you know, I love. It's like sort of almost my routine now. For when a new episode comes out, I will go for a walk, or I will, you know, do some activity, or or find something to do where I can listen to this podcast and and take it all in. So the, you know, this mate up in Mount Isa, I sort of introduced, helped him introduce him to Dylan Friends, and then on to the Imperfects. Um, and you know, we have some really good discussions now about those. So I guess sort of deeper topics, and and um, you know, trying to trying to make it comfortable for 
the both of us to, to have those conversations and then also, you know, our other mates around us that might not be sitting down and listening to the podcast um, as such, but, you know, we're still trying to trying to make it that sort of open yeah, open talking, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I love that and I love that it's something, I mean, I, I don't even know if Dill would know the impact that he's having in that uh, sense. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I'm sure, like, the Imperfects have a bit more of a focus on mental health and all of that. I know Dill, yeah. you know, talks about it a lot, but how cool is that, that you're actually using that as a tool to go and talk to your mates about particular topics that maybe are covered with guests and whatever else. I think it's super important, um, like, particularly for men and for boys to really grow up now getting used to doing that. I mean, we know, yeah. like, the statistics that, you know, more men uh, commit suicide than, than women and it's it's an ongoing problem that, yeah, you know, absolutely. you have to toughen up when we talk about all of those things and breaking that down you know, step by step, one by one, like even you just just shouting out to your mate and being like, hey, how about we both listen to this episode or whatever you do and then, you know, have a chat about it and, and talk about it and talk about our feelings. Like that is awesome. I love that. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's been really good and it probably like leads well into the other area where, where it's been quite hard this year in that I, I got a new job in a completely different part of Australia. Yeah, wow. Um, and so this all happened sort of while I was recovering from the knee. I was back at mum and dad's and in the background, someone messaged me saying, would you be interested in having a look? And all of a sudden I'm doing a medical and I'm, I've accepted this new job. Jeez. And so I, I went back up to Mount Isa and basically told everyone that I, that I was going and I was, you know, very excited and, you know, for, for what was to come and something new. And I definitely had no qualms, I guess, with, with my community up there. Like I still love the people up there. Absolutely. They, they are right at the top of my list um but you know I, I thought for myself it was time to to do a new challenge and and move down to the hunter valley and that first probably four to five weeks was probably like the hardest that i've been through in a few years wow. um yeah yeah it sort of i moved from a place i don't know how much you know about man Isa, but it's far northwest queensland where it's hot yeah most of the year and i've moved down to the hunter valley where it was dark when I went to work dark when I got home it was cold yeah it was wet um I mean I grew up in Melbourne but I left that when I was 12 so I, I was gonna say it sounds feeling. exactly like mine yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know that feeling anymore yeah but, oh, um, you're lucky <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I moved down here and I I really didn't know anyone that well there was sort of one person I went to uni with and then there was friends of friends that were around um, who I got put in touch with, but you know these people sort of have their own lives, and you're not really their priority. So yeah, and like you know, that's no disrespect to anyone, but um, you know, you're not the main focus of their life. Like I guess you're your own story, and you think that you're the biggest, you know, most important thing in the world. Yes. And you sort yeah. Of, you, sort of, <laughs> you sort of forget that that everyone else has their own thing going on. So yeah, yeah. That first four to five weeks, I moved into this house, and I had had my bedroom overlooking the main road and where I live it's the first town that sort of doesn't have a bypass so there's trucks and there's a lot of traffic going past at all times of the night and I just couldn't sleep like it was 11 o'clock at night my window would be shaking because there'd be a big truck going past um yeah James, with everything I, going on. I could not do that no I'd be the I, same <laughs> I had to <laughs> I had to um you know, learn to wear earplugs. And I thought, I can't believe that I'm actually having to wear earplugs to live in this place. Like, yeah, it's wow. a bit ridiculous. Um, 
and you know it was really getting me down like I wasn't I wasn't sleeping I was in a town where I I really didn't know anyone so when I would come home from work it went from being up in Mount Isa where I'd have mates that we could we could talk all afternoon or go and do something to coming home and sort of just being alone um and then I guess work itself like I, I you know love my job now but when I when you first get there and you don't really know how everything how all the processes work and how all the systems work I um it was very easy to sort of come home and and be disappointed in that I wasn't better at work I probably set that expectation too high to be able to get in there and get things done yeah without taking the time to learn the systems and learn the processes so that was probably getting me down a bit too and I guess I think the lowest point um that I probably got to I can remember being at the gym I was doing some exercises to help my leg and my mum was messaging me and you know as I said I love you know I love my parents love my mum and yeah you know I was sort of complaining to her being like this is this is hard like why did I make this move um you know and I'm in the gym like I think I must have been on the treadmill towards the end and I'm sending these messages because she was a big advocate for me to try and change something and do something new and I was yeah almost like you know I've, I've stuffed up here I shouldn't have done this I'm I'm so out of it and I go back to the car and I just sort of started crying. Yeah. Um, and I thought, holy, holy shit. But I was like, I just sort of broke down a bit and was just thinking about all my friends back in Mount Isa and, you know, all the all the people that were around me that I could reach out to. And I was in this place where, I mean, historically, if I was to move somewhere new, I'd go, and, go to a footy club and, and, you know, you got 20, yeah. 20 mates there straight away. Yeah. Whereas, whereas this time... I couldn't just go and play footy. I have to. I had to do the rehab. I had to do everything possible to to try and um, get through it. So I was. I felt very alone, and yeah, sort of broke down. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how I sort of got right through it in the end. But that, especially that night, that just sort of went. Oh well, I guess I've got to keep going, um, keep moving forward, and, and things are going to get better. Yeah, I guess when people would ask me how things were going, I probably maybe was a little bit too honest with them, but. You know how when you know someone does something different and they go, oh, you know, how, how's things going? And everyone talks about how good it is. Yeah. And, you know, and it very well might be, but I know there's times where I've definitely said how good something new is when it's not that good. Oh, well, it's even so, like people going, hey, how are you? And you're like, yeah, really good, thanks. How are you? When you're like terrible. Like it's just like yeah, a, it's a reaction, right. isn't it? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, this is fine. Or you feel like you should say it's good because everyone's expecting it to be good almost, you know? Like yeah. You almost, yeah. But were you, you weren't like that? You were kind so, of on the other side? I think I might have started like that, um, except with my probably my parents. And then, yeah. you know, people would, would ask me, and I'd, I would be more honest. I'd say, this is really, really hard. Um, you know, it's dark when I leave for work. It's dark when I get home. It hasn't stopped raining. Like, things, things are flooding. I haven't seen this. Like, you know, and, and I just sort of miss having the, those people around me and, and everything like that. And just reaching out like that, you know, I, I got some really good reception. Like, you know, some of my old housemates would just start to message me out of the blue yeah. asking how I was and how things were going and, you know, that, that they miss me and, and you know, little things like that that you don't probably recognise all the time but in, the, in those moments felt really, really good. Yeah. And um, how nice and, is that? Like just a little yeah. check-in is like all it takes and – I mean, I, I wanted to say all it took was for you to be honest about it, but I know that can be really hard for some people. But you yeah. doing that then allowed or, like, opened up the space for them to be like, all right, he needs us. We can't be there physically, but let's make sure, you know, we make the effort with a message here and there and just check in and, you know, just to let you know, I guess, at that point, 
I'm sure you knew it anyway, but that they were there for you and that they cared about you or they were thinking about you or they missed you as well. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a tough period, but I, uh, I eventually, <laughs> I got out of that house and found a new, new place yep. to live. Less trucks. Uh, and, oh, there's no trucks to go past you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I can sleep at night with no earplugs. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> and it's the best. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was very, it, that was yeah, probably the lowest I've been in a very long time. And there was some, I guess, yeah, those, those good people that I kept, I kept reaching out to, I kept talking to, yeah. um, they were able to get me through it, I guess. I always said that, you know, if it's going to be hard, I'm just going to keep going and things will get better or things will work themselves out. Yeah. So I just had to sort of remind myself that, you know, it'll get better, it'll get warmer, the sun will stay up longer. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and you know things, are get, things are really going to work itself out. Yeah. So. Oh, that's such a good mindset as well. I mean, I know that can be, like I said, sometimes really hard to, to think about when you're in the moment, but that, like, that resilience is so important. And so are you currently still in the hunter valley now yes yeah okay so how are you doing now like what have you done between i guess feeling quite low i'm assuming not that not that long ago to today where you've said yeah i'm actually feeling all right like what's changed what have you been doing for yourself in order to get to a point where you've been like all right i'm okay uh i I don't i think what i well what i was doing was i went um and got a, a six-month journal from the Resilience Project. Oh, good, <laughs> I yes. Actually, I actually got to see Hugh Van Kylenberg do his thing at the Sydney Opera House. Yes, cool. Um, Very so cool. So that was sort of, yeah, the start of it, and I've I've been going along pretty well with that. If I miss a day here or there, I always go back and fill it in. Yep. Um, but I, I love the journaling there, um, and I think it, it, it keeps me quite mindful and, and it helps with the um, gratitude in terms of, you know, thinking about, What's happened throughout your day and, the, and those positive things yeah. um, that have gone there. But I think I'm really lucky in that I, I moved into a house where there was people who were quite social as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they really helped and they'd invite me out and I got this attitude where I'll just about always say yes to a, to a social outing. Um, so, you know, I've been able to meet some more people uh, through them. I've, I've been in touch with these with these friends of friends I got introduced to when I first moved down here, and, and you know we've started to build relationships, and and you know it, things. I guess things are just really starting to take shape. Yeah. Um, my knee's gotten gotten better to the point now where I'm running. Yes, that's um, good. So I'm able I'm able to to get that sort of exercise um, part back, which has always been really important. There's, I, I mean. I hope my physio doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> <laughs> I might. I may be down at footy training already, just trying to um, to do the running sessions. Oh, anyway, I definitely no agility, no agility, no, no, no changing directions or anything like that. Yeah. But just the uh, the running sessions, just to get around that feeling again. Um, because yeah, I love I love footy clubs and, and what they can do, and, it, and it's just good to have uh, you know the people around you. And I, I'm you know I don't know about yourself, but doing that that sort of exercise with other people around you is much more enjoyable than, than doing it by yourself Yeah, uh, with, with that support there. Much more motivating as well, isn't it? There is something about footy clubs. I, I mean, as I said, I don't know anything about rugby or any of the other sports that, you know, I've yeah. only ever played footy and basketball, but there is something yeah. about the community that surrounds footy clubs. It's just, like you said, you can walk in and instantly have 
20 mates like they're and they're all yeah. like that it's awesome um yeah. so, kind of side note but important question i think <laughs> what um what footy team do you go for in the afl uh, I'm a Hawthorne fan. Oh, okay. That's not too yeah. bad. I'm, so, I'm saying so. Not the band. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're kind of on the the same wavelength there with um, you know, not doing much. <laughs> yeah, Hawthorne definitely not doing much for the next few years. I don't think. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, yeah, I don't think so. That's either, right. But um, no, that's yeah. good. Well, I've got probably just a couple more questions for you. I want to know. I mean, you might. This might be an obvious answer for you anyway but I did ask this in one of my other episodes but I want to know when recently were you most proud of yourself most proud of myself Mm, I I don't know if it's like most proud of myself or it's just a a happy moment where I'm, I'm glad I put myself out there I guess there's probably been a couple of times I'll use the most recent one so I I've been down to the, the footy club earlier this year and sort of tried to force my way into meet people and doing all that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the president was really great, you know. Um, they got their daughter to come in and basically talk to me because they could see I was sitting there by myself. Um, and I was so grateful um, for that, to have someone to chat to and, and yeah. sort of get to know. And then, um, so she anyway, she invited me to her birthday uh, in Newcastle at the races um, for a day. And I, I really didn't know many people that were invited um that's probably about an hour an hour and a half away from where i'm here so you've got to like to go into newcastle you've got to do a bit of a commitment yeah um to run in there for for an event so i sort of i had all these ideas about how i could have said no um so many times and i said oh no stuff it i'll book a room i'll i'll get myself sorted and i went in there and it was it was just a really great day i, I you know got to see um, see some people i'd seen around footy who who recognized me from from earlier times where i've tried to tried to get out and meet people before and it was it was just nice to to build those connections and and build some new friendships um and I came home sort of that next day and I guess was pleased with myself that I just put myself out there to to um to yeah take a chance on people and and have a bit of fun yeah how good's that too because I feel like that can be really hard putting yourself out there like I think you could be the most extroverted person in the world and even sometimes those situations will make you feel a little bit awkward or uncomfortable or like, oh, I don't know, I don't know anyone. And that is awesome that you've been able to just be like, all right, I'm just going to give it a red hot crack. I'm going to go, I'm going to say hi and make the effort. And it's paying off because now you're making all these relationships and that's so nice, so lovely. And I'm really glad to hear that that's all going well for you and that's happening for you because how long are you planning to be in Hunter Valley for? For the, you know, is there a a time frame that you're, oh, should I not ask that with your job? Uh, (laughs) I'm like, so when are you quitting and going back home? (laughs) I don't have an end date at the moment is the honest answer. So I'm... um... Yeah, work, you know, work's built up and I've, I feel like I've got some quite good momentum there now and, and feeling a bit more confident with how how I'm, how I'm doing there. So, work, you know, work feels really good. I'm, I'm happy to go there every day and, and get in and get the job done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, no end date at the moment. Cool. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, no. at least it's something where you're like, okay, well, I'm making these relationships and, you know, going to stick it out until... And, I mean, maybe you'll never leave. Maybe that's your home now. Who knows? That's very exciting, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. who, who knows? Mm. All right. We'll see. I, yeah. Last, last question, which is arguably <laughs> the most important. No, I'm just kidding. But it is a, it's a very important one. 
Um, yeah. As I'm sure you know, I add all the songs that I get from my guests onto our How's Your Head Pump Up playlist. So yeah. one song, you're feeling down, you're not feeling great. One song that gets you up and about again, what is it? Yeah. I actually feel a bit ripped off here. I thought we only had three songs. Oh, oh no, sorry. Out. Have I changed the rules no, again? Right. No, nah, honestly, mate, give me as many as you want. As many as you want. <laughs> well, I've got three because okay. I, don't think, I don't think two of them are actually that pump up for everyone, but they just like, they do it for me. Okay, done. Um, give, give me all three. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a massive Ziggy Alberts fan. And okay, so I know that, same. Yeah. That would awesome. be good mates, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my first one was Run Away by Ziggy Alberts. Yep. Every time I hear that, it just makes me feel good. There's a I good mean, backbeat to that too. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, so that was my first one. And then last year I got introduced to Jack Botts. Okay. Who I don't know if you've heard, but he's very he's very similar to Ziggy. Okay, I don't um, know him. And he has a song called Gypsy, which also, you know, I'll be driving home. I drive probably 40 minutes to and from work, so I do put my own stuff on here yep. and there, and I, this song comes on and it gives me a big smile. Good, okay. Um, Jackpot's Gypsy, you said? Yeah. Yeah, And then good. my last one, which is probably more of like a party song that I chose because it sort of brings brings back a lot of happy memories of when I was traveling and I was studying overseas and, um, you know, everything was really fun, is uh, Closer by The Chainsmokers. Okay, yep, good one. It was just like at the time, it was just the one song that kept coming on and became almost like the song of the trip. Okay, love that. All right, good. Three good new additions. Thank you. I will take all three and add all three of them in. Um, Also, well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I know this is, and I I did give a big intro. Obviously, you will not have heard it yet, but when you listen back to this, you'll hear the intro. Um, You know, first person that I've called that I don't know, and I think... Um, it's fantastic. Thank you for putting your hand up. Thank you for supporting the podcast as well and not only listening, but then coming on and having a chat with me. I think it's awesome and I think you'll probably make other people maybe feel a bit more comfortable to do the same. So again, anyone listening that wants to come on. Um, but yeah, Alex, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this chat. I had a good time today. Yeah, no worries, man. No, thank you. Um, it's, it's been fun. I was really nervous, to be honest, um, <laughs> sort of waiting here for your phone call. <laughs> waiting um, by but, the phone? No, yeah, but no, like, thank you so much for all that you do on the podcast. Like, I absolutely love it. I think it's great and breaking the stigmas and, you know, just having some really good conversations. So thank you for all the work. Oh, mate, you're a legend. Thank you. Yeah, right, no worries. Bye. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you want to stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me on the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM underscore podcast on TikTok. Thanks guys. See you later.